Aloha and welcome to the Woman on Fire podcast. I'm Daniela and as usual I'm here with Jamie and her baby and today for the first time we've got a mother-father duo. We've got Jess and Brad that Jamie was able to support through uh, a couple of their pregnancies and I met them with their second pregnancy and they are here to share about their journey through parenthood. So welcome Jess and Brad. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, this is quite the honor. And I'd like to invite you guys to introduce yourselves. Let listeners know just a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, so Brad and I moved to Hawaii in 2018, right after we got married. He was um, stationed there in the military. And what did we get? So we moved there and like... We got pregnant within the first month. Yeah, and so it was pretty much right away that that we um, entered into our first pregnancy. And um, well, I guess a little bit about us is that we now are pregnant with our third. Um, So, you know, we've come a long way and, you know, we live in Texas now. We've just moved in the last year back to the mainland. So we've been on a little journey since then. But yeah, that first pregnancy was just... um, uh, how we met Jamie and how we were kind of led to the decision to birth at home. Yeah, we met kind of late in your pregnancy. So, yeah. So initially, I I feel like I have this deep down internal fear of birth, you know, just from like our culture and like the way that society often makes women feel about it. So going into it, I had this conviction that I wanted to have a natural birth, but I also had a fear. And so usually the way that I compel fear is by becoming educated as much as I can and feel empowered through my knowledge. So yeah, we just, we went down this journey of trying to, you know, come up with a birth plan and know more about the process and prepare for our parenthood. And that led me to Auntie Dora on the island. She, well, she's retired since, but she taught the um, the Bradley method for natural childbirth. So we signed up for that class and that was awesome. We learned a lot there and I was preparing for a hospital birth at the army hospital there, which I still to this day, I think would have been a totally fine experience. They were very supportive of my, my goals and all of that, but I still, as I was learning, I just kept feeling like, man, there's so many things that I'm passionate about and so many things that I want to make sure that occur and that don't occur. And I've got to have this game plan. I've got to be ready. Um, And I just started thinking like, I, I don't want to be in a position to where I have to kind of fight for myself and advocate for myself. So I thought at bare minimum, I should have a doula, right? So that's when I started down that process of trying to hire a doula and I met Yvonne who as she was sort of interviewing with Brad and I recommended you Jamie and she was like you know you really should talk to Jamie she does home births but like I feel like you should talk to her like okay let me see and sure enough we talked and I met with you and I just felt like so sure of that and it, it it just aligned with everything that we believe in and everything that we wanted and so it just felt clear that I I would be 
almost safer at home, I felt like, because if I wanted all these things to happen and to ensure that I had the experience that I wanted, it felt like more of a guarantee if I were to be at home. So that was what, like a month before maybe? Do you remember? It was yeah, like we met when you were like 35 weeks or something, 36 weeks. Yeah, so I, up until then I had had all the normal, you know, experiences of checking in at the hospital and all the ultrasounds and and then we just made that shift and it just felt so right. Yeah, I would love to hear Brad's perspective on this part of the journey because you're a trained medic as well. So um, yeah, I guess like when you came to fatherhood and, and supporting your wife and her pregnancy and, and seeing and navigating how the care was from hospital-based care, I suppose, and then making that shift. Um, how was that for you? Um, I, I think I was probably like a little disinterested in the whole thing, you know, like admittedly looking back on it, I probably wasn't, you know, proactive as much as I could have been, but um, I was pretty casual about it. You know, I had delivered a few babies in a hospital. I had had plenty of training on outside the hospital birth, you know, um, you know, because we, you know, so I, just for people who don't know, I'm a, I was a formerly special forces medic. And so we were trained pretty fairly extensively in the training pipeline to assist in third world style births where we would work normally, like, you know, if, for example, on the African continent, um, where that's just what the way it's going to be, there is no like eight hour flight to go to a hospital and birth. So we had plenty of training in it. I had only ever delivered uh, through either C-section or normal vaginal birth in a hospital. And so I kind of like, I saw a great things occur in the hospital. I never saw anybody have really a bad time. Um, so I was just kind of like, whatever you want to do, maybe, you know, it's, it's up to you. I'll, su I'll support you either way as like, as long as you, you know, feel safe and you feel ready, like, you know, I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I didn't think it was a, a big deal, I guess. I don't remember putting up a big fuss about it. Um, you know, it was really her decision and, uh, I felt very comfortable, uh, in my own capability uh, in, in either situation. I can definitely speak to that. I remember meeting with you guys the first time and you were, you had this sort of like nice, relaxed feeling about the whole thing. And you were just sort of, you know, like we had such good conversation and good communication, but I also really appreciated that you were just holding space for her to find what was right for her. Like you weren't trying to get in the way or interject a whatever you felt was right or wrong you knew that what was right or wrong was based in what her body's decision made yeah no doubt and I I agree with that um completely I feel that it's it's really her choice um and I think you know it's like you know I always like to speak in analogies and metaphors but it's like a you know a professional you know athlete or artist or or anything else you have to allow somebody the space for the, for their creative process to occur in order for them to perform their art, you know, or, or their athleticism, like whatever their training is or, or their passion is, if you come in and you stifle them, like 
are you witnessing their work or yours? Like really it's neither anymore. It's usually ends up worse off than either one because you're now kind of in the middle. And uh, so I was just like, yeah, you know, it's your choice, make the decision um, and just be sure of it. Like what we don't want to do and what I never believe is a good thing is uh, backing out once you've started, like, cause then you end up like, uh, you know, with a subpar result at best, the best thing you can hope for is, you know, uh, just safety at that point. And so I said, whatever it is that you want to do, let's, let's get ready for it be prepared. And, uh, you know, you won't have any, you don't, you don't have to worry about my input. I'm just here for support. Well, thank you for recognizing that Jess was in fact the artist, um, <laughs> to make those final decisions. Um, Jess, you shared a bit about you know, fears that you navigated, um, Brad, were there any fears that came up for you along the way, even though by and large, you were very much so at peace with things, but how did you navigate any fears? Um, I mean, there's always like the fear, um, you know, that, that there could be a complication or, um, you know, like, you know, while I did have, um, training, I was like, um, you know, had some pediatric resuscitation training and, and I did work in labor and delivery very briefly. So I, I knew my way around it. I knew it was safe, but there was still the fear, you know, of like, you know, I don't have that kind of those tools. I don't have the support uh, on hand. Um, but, you know, Jamie made me feel really at ease about that. She had, you know, you know, not that certifications are the end of the world, but <clears throat> she had it and she had experience and she had, you know, the toolkit. Like, it's always nice when, you know, somebody shows up with tools and uh, whether that's tangible or intangible and, you know, the experience was there and it was just, it was actually a really big relief, like on my part. I was like, I don't have to sleep in a hotel bed or a hospital bed, like, you know, next to this thing and eat that food and all that stuff. I was like, I became real quick an advocate for just, you know, a home birth you know, it wasn't hard to push me <laughs> so I mean the fears were quickly outweighed um by the like overwhelming sense of like community and um experience that you know just came along with um Yvonne and Jamie and uh Piper so, yeah I mean the fears I mean yeah there's always those questions but uh you know I always repeat a saying to Jess and to you know uh anybody that I work with is like anything that you've ever wanted to do has always been on the other side of fear or anxiety. So anything that's ever been worth doing, you had to at some point overcome some kind of fear or anxiety, and you just chose not to acknowledge it. And so it was just the same situation. Um, you can't, can't acknowledge the fear or you can acknowledge it, but you can't let it hold you back. And I certainly wasn't going to let it uh, hold back my ability to support my wife and what she believed in. Yeah, I have to say that you guys did a really good job navigating some of those conversations throughout the pregnancies too. And I remember Jess talking about how you were really solid and like letting her have her process and not necessarily trying to dictate that or like direct it one way or another, but help diffuse that fear. And that's something I actually really admire about the two of you is that 
even that, like you don't let the fear stand in the way of the harder conversations or the more tender conversations that maybe would make someone feel vulnerable or uh, embarrassed that they're like harboring this, this you know, whatever it is. Um, you guys had, had done a really, you were a really good example of that for me as a, as a person, you know, showing up and serving and listening and supporting as well. Um, that was, it's, it's a testament through of uh, your dynamic in your relationship and has, and has really pulled through as you've raised children together as well. You, you did the process together, um, which was really nice. So yeah, so walk us through that transition. So now you're gonna have a baby at home and um, tell us a little bit about that, the next, the next shift. Yeah, I, I also just want to say that because I, I speak to so many women who, um, you know, desire a home birth, they're kind of like curious about it or whatever. And a lot of times, and I'm sure you guys hear this too, it's a matter of the support person, typically the husband or whatever, um, feeling uncomfortable about it. And ultimately, this decision is not made because they are uncomfortable about it. And um, I know that you know, Brad has a lot of the same beliefs and convictions that I do, but I know that so much of his confidence in the decision came from his knowledge and expertise. And so that's always my recommendation to people is like, educate him, help him to feel more comfortable because I can't imagine how uncomfortable they feel. Like we have this innate ability to do this within ourselves. If we can like dig deep enough to just know how naturally it's going to come, let alone the fact that they have none of that. They have no experience. They don't have that within them. So while I'm, I have my own fears and worries and doubts, I can't imagine how doubtful and fearful they must be. So if it's going to be helpful to me to become educated and more understanding of the process and, and all of that, then that can only be beneficial for them as well. So I always recommend like involve him in that and help him to be be more confident through the education and feel empowered through the understanding of it you know because that's helpful to us so why shouldn't it be helpful to them and also that was a big thing for me too is that despite you know like I said his convictions or his experience or whatever this was also his first child and his first experience and that was so important to me that he also enjoyed it and experienced it and had his own I mean I want to say that you know he enjoyed it but whatever came for him I wanted for him whether it was difficult or like overcoming or just pure bliss I just wanted his experience to be whatever was meant for him so it was it was important to me to like take into consideration that so you know as much as it's like it's your decision and ultimately it's up to you. I agree with that to a certain degree, but also like, I do think it's very important to involve your partner. And even through, like you said, Jamie, those tough conversations, like we became so much closer and, you know, just grew through all those challenging times and discussions. So yeah, I never think that the partner should be discredited or, you know, not as involved in that process. I completely, I completely agree. It's a delicate balance between like, yes, you as the woman who's actually birthing the baby is really the protagonist of the show, ultimately, because the baby can only mm -hmm. come through you. Um, but at the same time, you and your partner are a team. 
right? And they have their own process. So to honor their process too, and that balance between making sure it doesn't take away from your process, but making sure that, yeah, they get to grow and be involved too. And that whatever fears they have are addressed. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be like, well, you don't matter, only I matter, but then you're at the birth and then the partner's in the corner shivering, like fearful out of their mind because they're not prepared. <laughs> That's not helpful either. <laughs> um, or to have a partner who's like, well, whatever you say, and I won't question anything, but then they're not really involved or educated or they're still clueless and maybe in the heat of the moment get do get scared because they weren't that involved or growing or learning about it either. So thank you for speaking to that balance and dance that you guys figured out together to grow as a team. Yeah, I think it was very beneficial for us. And, and what's funny is, you know, um, you asked about like leading into that experience and how that was for us is I found so much passion in this area through my, my learning, my preparation for my birth and, you know, all of that. And, and it became something I was obsessed with and I loved. And I thought, you know, there's gotta be some way that like, this is going to be integrated into my life forever because I just, I enjoy it and I love it so much. And so I felt going into it that I could not have been any more prepared. Like I'm the one that knows like everything there is to know. And I'm totally like ready for this. Right. And I immerse myself in videos and information and resources. And um, what ended up happening was I did have a wonderful, peaceful, beautiful, um, uneventful home birth experience. I definitely did. Like if you were a fly on the wall, you'd see that, you know, like I wasn't screaming out, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like it was beautiful and peaceful and all of that. But I... Because I immerse myself so much in the like calm birth, orgasmic birth, peaceful births, I very much underestimated the power and the um, the magnitude of it, really. And you know, you can never be prepared for something that you haven't experienced yet. There's no way to be like fully prepared and understanding of what's to come, especially with birth, because it's like nothing else. But because it was so as big as it is, I ended up feeling like I failed because it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, without any kind of pain or challenge. Um, it was harder than I thought it would be. And while everything went well, I just felt like maybe I put this expectation on myself of having this certain experience that I thought I would have. And because I didn't, I really, I think, beat myself up over that for a long time. It was almost kind of traumatic only because it was so challenging, you know? And I thought like, man, did I really do a good job? I was just super hard on myself. And um, anyways, after Waylon was born, um, he kind of came out from behind. I was, I was um, leaning over the couch. I had one leg up and he came out from behind and Brad is the one that, that caught him. And I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing him hovering above the ground in Brad's hands and like almost thinking nothing of him because I was so like, you know, I just gotten hit by a bus and you feel like, and I was just so overwhelmed by the experience. And I think I let myself become a little bit victimized by it mentally, um, where I was just in shock. I was in total shock. Um, 
And so Brad was holding him and kind of just, you know, helping him come to life a little bit. And I remember at some point, you know, birth is like, you have no concept of time whatsoever. So it feels like hours later, but probably it was just a few minutes later when I finally like sat back against the couch and they tried to hand me the baby. And I was like, I can't, I just, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm in shock right now. And again, it was just another thing that went totally against what I had envisioned, like skin to skin right away, like breastfeeding within the first hour, you know, like I had it all down. I was going to do everything perfectly. And it just totally blew my mind because it was just so big. And I just couldn't, I was not, you know, in the moment at that point. And so I think you kept holding on to him. Mm -hmm. And I even, I've seen this video Brad had his phone propped up where um, finally I'm holding him after a while and he starts crying and I sit and I look at you guys and I say, what do I do? And I, I can hear Piper in the video. She said, just, just hold him and love him, you know? And like, I, I've been an aunt since I was eight years old. Like I love children. I've been around them my whole life. It's like kind of my thing. And then here I am in this moment that I've prepared so in depth for and I don't even know what to do with my own child when he's crying you know I just felt so like overwhelmed by the experience and so anyways um we kind of went into the other room to help me birth the placenta on the toilet and I remember sitting around with with all of you ladies and just kind of like going over the experience and kind of working through it mentally and I remember saying like I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to explain this to anybody because like here I've been this person that's like so prepared and so such an advocate for you know doing it this way and here I am like so rattled by it like how am I gonna be an advocate for this when I'm like totally shaken by it you know and meanwhile Brad is in the next room with Waylon skin to skin singing to him and just having these beautiful moments and and I'll let him speak to that too, but, you know, I'm sure that was such a bonding experience. And, um, we ended up going upstairs and getting in bed. And I remember that after everyone left, we fell asleep and woke up like what, probably like not even an hour later. And Waylon was crying and only wanted to be on Brad's chest. He was laying skin to skin on Brad's chest. And, and anytime he tried to hand him to me, he would cry. He didn't want me. So he's on Brad and, and then we couldn't figure out what to do. And Brad's like, oh, I think he might need a diaper change. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, diapers. Like, wow, I didn't even you know consider like, he, he's a real baby and he's a diaper. It was just crazy. You know, it just totally like took me by surprise for an unknown reason, you know, because I was so prepared that you'd think I would like have anticipated all this stuff, but it's just like nothing you've ever experienced before. And so, um, yeah, that kind of was just like the start of our journey. I, I ended up having some really challenging times after, which I'll, I'll get to later. I'll let Brad like speak on his experience of our birth, but it really, it really started us off on this experience where Brad was like, I, I, I relied on him and leaned on him for so many things. He, he really had this inner knowing and this like fatherly intuition that I relied on so heavily. And I relate a lot of that to the fact that he was such a part of the process, even in our pregnancy and, you know, leading up to our birth and what happened immediately afterwards. And it was just so 
so hard and so connective too, because we wouldn't have had those moments if it weren't for all those challenging times. And so like, while my, my next birth and like, you know, the times that followed were easier. I'm just so grateful for how, how difficult and challenging that was because we really had like some of our best moments because of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Brad, do you want to share through your lens that, that time, that big, big transition in your life of welcoming in that wild little man that we love? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember being, you know, very calm and like clear through the whole thing. Like my biggest question has always been like, did I really grasp like the gravity of the situation or was it just that like, you know, I kind of was in the right place and in the right mindset and I, I didn't, you know, have to have fear, like, because I, you know, I was prepared. Um, you know, I, I think the first time I really felt like anything um, after, you know, once I, you know, I was playing DJ, like playing the music, making sure there was a good playlist going on. And I remember talking to you, like, you said that you had like your first concert was like a Bush concert or something like that. Cause they came, that song came on. And so like, I like, you know, there was no like adrenaline for me at all. Like I remember everything and it, I remember being very calm, but then I was like a little concerned when I was like, where are these ladies at? <laughs> like I have been alone with this baby for a long time. Like, <laughs> And like first it was like very fun and like I was like oh he's gonna think I'm his mom like they're gonna not be able to get him away from me like because he's smelling me like he's feeling me and I'm singing to him and I'm comforting him like I don't know I don't know like nursery rhymes so I'm singing him like Garth Brooks like friends in low places and I can hum twinkle twinkle little star and like you know who knows like you know like all the the top bar favorites like I'm that's all I got for the guy you know but like we're having a good time but then I start realizing like I feel like I've been alone with this baby way too long like way too long there's like there's like three ladies plus my wife in a, in one room over there and like but I didn't want to say anything I didn't want to like be like hey somebody take my kid from me so, I mean, I just kept with it, kept singing him, kept, you know, kind of bouncing him real gently. And um, then, yeah, it was really kind of nice. Like, uh, we, he and I bonded and he wanted to sleep on me. He didn't want to be separated from me. And I kind of felt special, you know, that was a really special experience for me. Um, but I was horrified to sleep with him because he's so little and I was, you know, like 240 pounds at the time um you know so I'm like not wanting to roll over on this six and a half pound baby um but like you know I, I thought it for me the experience was much more of a gradient like I think than it is for the you know person who's just delivered like, I feel like the amount of self-transcendence that, like, occurs is probably almost massive in that moment for the mother and infant. Like, they're now two bodies, but still 
essentially one personality, one group of needs, like one everything that they can be, they do have some difference there. For me as the guy, it took me like three, four months, I feel like, before I really felt like, like, wow, holy crap, like I'm a dad, like there is no going back. Like my daily routine is never going to be like sleep through the night and like have no worries about anything. And like, like, so I, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's most men or a man thing. Like, but it took a long time for me to really, I feel like grasp the concept of like, like that guy you were, you know, April 25th, and before is he's gone like your dad now and there is a whole new set of responsibilities and and stuff you know that that comes along with that title um so i for me i think that was kind of easier you know and i couldn't imagine trying to undergo that amount of change in such a very short period of time that you know women who are give birth do i mean it's incredible um but yeah I mean I don't I don't know I, I thought it was a really enjoyable experience for me Jess would wake up most of the time throughout the night and then I would take him from about 5 a.m till what nine or so when he would get hungry again and she would sleep for a few hours and he and I would just be out in the yard and getting some sun on his body and just kind of playing and I feel like it was like Disneyland for me. I kind of feel bad talking about it. Like, it's a really great experience. And Jeff was having a really hard time in bed, you know, but Waylon and I, I mean, we got along great right away. It was just like, it was like, you know, a kid that got a new new puppy or something. It was just pure joy. Um, I had a, a lot of fun those first few months. I think it's good though, that you were feeling good while she was, sorting through things right because it it helped with the balance I mean if you both went down the rabbit hole it would have been and it I would say that that's probably where I saw your guys's like relationship really thrive was to be in that balance and so did she apparently <laughs> um but yeah it was it was good for you to be really stable so she could have her process right and and you and I just, we unpacked a lot of this during your second pregnancy, um, which was very different because we knew each other then. It wasn't, I didn't meet you at the end of the pregnancy. I met you, you know, I, well, I, we, we continued on, we carried on. And that was nice to have that established relationship to start unpacking some of that um, internal process that you went through even after like, you know, the six, eight weeks or whatever. Um, Cause yeah, it was really hard. I mean, I know you struggled with breastfeeding and um, yeah. And it wasn't, it was, it was, uh, it was deep. It was a lot of layers. Yeah. And I, I really valued and prioritized his health, like especially his mental health or his sleep or whatever, because I knew I needed him so badly. So for me, it was like a no brainer, like, don't even think about waking up in the night. Cause like, I need you solid during the day, you know, like he was doing all the cleaning, all the cooking. And, and another thing about us is like, we both are very independent people. 
Um, we're very close as a relationship, but just as people and like the people who we are in our families, we're very independent. We've always lived on our own in different states and we don't rely on people and we take pride in that. And so going into this pregnancy, we were like, we don't want any visitors or anything until like later, we don't need help. And then like, we needed help bad, you know? And so I really relied on Brad. It was just, just he and I, and he did all the cooking and cleaning and taking care of Waylon. And I was just trying to rest and really process. And like he said, it took him months before he went through that process. For me, it was like, I was hit like a ton of bricks, you know, like I'm sure I can go on and on forever about this, but I'm sure so many women can relate that when you have that first child, it's just a morning of your previous self and the life that you've always had. And I remember having this, I had no, like, same as you have no concept of time in your birth process. It's like afterwards I had no, like, I feel like I had no clarity. Um, I remember talking to my mom and saying like, I just don't feel like I had enough time, like as me. And she goes, 30 years. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a decent amount of time. Right. And I was so, I mean, I was so affected in every single way. I mean, I really, really resisted the process of like accepting my new self and my new life. And despite how much I loved this baby and I wanted and prepared and anticipated this new life, it was like, I was so almost resentful of it. Like, same as in my birth process. I just wonder like what different of an experience I could have had if my mindset was different, you know? Cause I remember even being so, so triggered and upset about like needing diaper changes. Like I knew I was going to have a baby. I know that babies need diaper changes, but for some reason it just like pissed me off. You know, I was just like, I was just in the worst place for so long. I just did not let myself um, accept the process or like surrender to it or see the beauty in it. I, like I said, there were amazing, beautiful times. And I love this baby, of course, but like, I just remember we lived up against a park and I would sit on the couch and look out at families walking through the park. And I'd see like little toddlers running around. And I'd, I'd have this like moment of like, I don't think we'll ever like get there. Like, I can't see that. Like in my future, I was just so stuck in that, that like heavy realm of postpartum that it can be you know it's just so heavy in every way and yeah Jamie when you would come over it was like I would just totally totally purge and I needed you so so badly and you were there for me in a way that like nobody has ever been especially because I, I let you be you know which is not something I often do and everything it was just so heavy I, I remember Brad going to the grocery store and I remember feeling like okay we love going to the grocery store together and now he goes by himself like it's over. Like our relationship's over. Like, you know, I just, I really, really thoroughly experienced all of, all of that, which in hindsight is very good because I was able to like really process and go through it versus like stifle it or anything else. Um, but yeah, those were those days. I was, I was just having a really hard time and I'm so thankful for his support. And some of the things that he said to me, like, man, I just wish I could go back in time and record some of the speeches that he gave me in that time, like processing the birth and just changing my mindset and my perspective on how well I actually really did. And like, he said some incredible things to me that were like, wow, this is really just my perception. And it's so skewed. And um, it was just really empowering. And one thing I remember is one day I was just having like the darkest, hardest days, like physically, emotionally, so challenging. I was like in a diaper top 
helpless, you know, just like hurting and upset. And I remember he, he took the baby and put him, you know, in the little docketot or whatever, um, on the couch next to me. And he like pulled my hand up and put on, um, what is it? A simple song? Is it called by Chris Stapleton? And he just danced with me in the living room, you know? And like, it was just like, if you put that song on, it's just incredible to even like think about, let alone like be in that experience. And I just feel like I'm going to cry. I'm crying too. Don't worry. (laughs) So beautiful. Yeah. It's just, you know, it was like literally one of the hardest days of my life. I've never felt so in the depths of despair. And yet like this memory that I hold so closely to my heart came from that time, you know? And so it's such a blessing, like among, among so many other things that came from it, so many lessons and so much growth and so much bonding between he and I that like, I would never ever do it any differently you know even though it was like the hardest thing I've ever been through it was so purposeful and I just I feel that way about birth you know there's nothing you're going to do that's as challenging but it's so good it's so meant for you and it's so purposeful and God made it that way for a reason and so I just want to encourage anybody that like tries to avoid the discomfort or the pain that like Brad said, everything that is good for you is on the other side of that, you know, whether it's small, just like in your day to day, a hard moment, or it's big, it's really big. It's so good and so beautiful, really in the grand scheme, you know, I think of that too, in my parenting, like Sometimes we're having a hard moment with the kids and it's like, man, they just don't get it. Like that we're experienced and we're adults and we've seen this before and we know the bigger picture of like why you shouldn't be doing this, but they don't get it, right? They don't see it. So they're fighting and resisting. And I think that about God, like he sees the bigger picture. He knows. And here we are down here thinking we know it all. And like, we we have all the answers, but really he sees and he knows. And so I just that's how I feel about birth. You know, like I still have that deep down fear, those doubts, but I always revert back to that. That like as powerful or challenging or hard as it ever could be, like, I have to remember that there's so much packed in there for me, you know, and for my family and for whoever it could affect. So anyways, (laughs) just wanted to share that, like, it's okay if you're having a hard time or if it is hard, you know, because I, I'll share that I've gone on to have beautiful experiences that have been like so redemptive and positive, but like, I wouldn't trade them for that hard experience either. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, there's so much good in, in that it's, it's so true. And you really did. You, you, you looked at it, you really faced it, I think in your second pregnancy. I mean, I, I think about how our visits were and we, we had so many good, amazing talks, you know, and then, and then Waylon would help us listen to baby and we would, (laughs) but, but so many amazing conversations about growth and about how it is life changing. We're not just bringing life. We're like changing 
paths and we're we're opening new doorways to look through and yeah and like what a testament to home birth you know because like my experience like we said you know we didn't choose to go this route or meet you until the very end but like what I gained from it afterwards from having that experience with you was like you could have saved my life you know and I felt like that about you and I obviously like cherish you but then going into like having you from the very start of the second experience like so so beyond like checkups or like you know how the pregnancy is physically going it's so beyond that and I advocate for home birth you know for all the reasons that I know that it's beneficial um but mostly just for the experience I just wish that every woman could have that type of support and experience because it's so beautiful and it's so much bigger than just the pregnancy it's I mean you can't even speak to it you know because it's just so so beyond that for everyone involved Brad, do you want to speak to the postpartum time? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, again, like, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. I feel terrible. I, number one, I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Um, but two, I was just falling in love with my child, like, every day. Um, and, yeah, there was some really difficult times um in our in our relationship and the, you know we certainly there were some emotions and responses to things that I didn't expect you know um but you know everything everything is always about your perception it's always about your intentions it's all those are you know the two major factors that make up your life and those that you can affect both of those things and so um, I never perceived it as she was intentionally doing anything to, you know, damage our relationship or me personally. Um, and so I just had to focus on that. Um, you know, I mean, I've been depressed before. Um, you know, I have had anxiety. Um, you know, I've had trauma in my past. Um, and And I, you know, I've done difficult things too. So this was just another one of those difficult things. Um, it wasn't going to be the end of us. And every time I've ever done something difficult, whether I it was my choice to do it or not, I came out on the other end, uh, you know, better for having had the experience. Um, and so, it, you know, it doesn't feel like that in the moment, but it's, you know, as you've had life experience where you've struggled, and you've come out the other side and you've looked back and you can see the character development that comes from that um and then when you get married and you have a family or or you have a life partner you know whatever it is when you their experiences also get to become yours as well so i mean that and that's not just all the pretty things it's not like i get to watch my wife walked down the aisle in her wedding gown um you know you also get to help her through postpartum depression um so i mean i never i don't recall ever you know i mean who knows maybe i'm looking back on it with rose colored glasses but i don't recall it ever being like 
anything that I felt like this is the end for us or anything like that. And, you know, I just kept the faith in our, our marriage and, and that we would eventually overcome and, uh, just didn't take it personally. And I mean, it, to me, that seems really simple. Like, I, I don't know, it, you know, but it, it was, it, it was also, I mean, Jess got mastitis really bad. I don't know. Did you mention that? Um, she got mastitis really bad. Um, and I mean, she had literally a hole in her breast that was like the size of a quarter. Like, like, I mean, this thing one day, like we were going to go camping or something. And like, we wake up in the morning and like this, like lump in her breast, like overnight had turned into like an actual hole. Like it was like, it was crazy. Like we were like, I was like, okay, we need to go to the hospital. Like, this is not, we're not going camping today. Like we're going to the hospital. We thought going camping would fix the depression. Like in the thing, you know, like go camping. I still wanted to go camping. Yeah. I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> they just needed to get out of the house, you know. I mean, sometimes that's what that, you know, it was a good attempt. Um, but you know, it's like I mean, you just from from the you know, the the outside perspective for me, I was just seeing somebody who was really in a tough place. And you know, just like anybody else who's not your family member, if they're in a tough place, like you don't owe them anything other than love like so it's not a like come on pick yourself up babe like you gotta do it it's like hey like whatever you need like I'm here right now like I, I I've got you like I have enough strength for both of us this is like not that hard um and I think I might have said that a few times like not to be like rude but I do get blunt with her like occasionally and it's like babe like seriously like I know you're hurting right now but we are not dying like we are not this is not the end of us or anything else we have a we have to take accountability for what we have and be grateful and I think that that might have been what she was talking about sometimes when I gave her like speeches and stuff like that. And sometimes I think that's a great role for you as a person who's not in pain, uh, even though it does need to be approached delicately and with proper timing. I think um, sometimes you do have to be the the brick wall of empathy is like what you just taught me with the kids. It's like, I'm not going to let you continue to wallow like at some point like you have to have a gratitude practice. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, the, the postpartum thing was, like I said, maybe I'm looking back on rose colored glasses, but I mean, it was just another opportunity for us to provide love and build our relationship and develop our character, our togetherness. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Jamie was there the whole time, Piper, Yvonne, and I mean, you guys were really, you girls were really big for Jess. And so again, I, I feel like I didn't really do that much. Yeah, I don't know. Now, it sounds like you guys persevered as an excellent team. And thank you for giving the listeners a little sample of what your speeches can be like, <laughs> your motivational coaching words. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for being honest about the rawness of that experience, that it um, beyond the rainbows and butterflies that were sometimes there, but often also not at all, and how you kept going along with life and what helped and 
how you made it through. So you did, you guys are living proof of it that you can be in a deep, deep rut and yet come out on the other side. So you have, you did, and now um, carry us through. You started sharing about the first pregnancy um, and you wanna keep going from there? Yeah, so um, then we got pregnant with our second. Um, and yeah, they're exactly two years apart, like, you know, same due date, but they're like four days apart. Um, and so going into that, like, I for sure knew I wanted the same experience. And that's the other thing that I wanted to say is that like, um, just to say you're having a home birth doesn't mean that everything's going to go like totally perfect and blissful. Obviously I, I, I'm not speaking to like, you know, transfers or, complications because I do believe that those are few and far between in a home birth setting but as far as like your overall experience but I wanted to do it again for a lot of reasons but also because I still had strong convictions about the benefits of it and the risks and the harmful effects of birthing within the system so um, for that reason among many others I was still going to have home birth um, I just I just want to put that out there though that like you know, just because you're having home birth doesn't mean that it's all like perfect, you know? Um, so anyways, we got pregnant and I knew we were doing it again. Of course, we're doing it with Jamie because she's just a part of our life at that point. We cherish and love her as like a part of our family. And um, yeah, like she said, it was just a, a process of like, okay, now I know what to expect, right? So that part is removed. Like at least I have the um, knowledge of like, what it's going to feel like and what the experience will somewhat be like. But now I also have this additional fear of like, am, is that going to happen again? You know, am I going to have to go through that same exact experience again? And that was, that was the newfound fear. And so, yeah, like there was a lot of processing of that. And a lot of our appointment appointments, like that sounds ridiculous to call it an appointment, but like, you know, the times that we met at, at my house were like, sometimes two hours plus long and it was just like a therapy session and I just poured my heart out to her and you know sometimes Brad would be there and we just discuss things and <laughs> Jamie was essentially like a therapist I don't mean to promote you as such but like you really were for us you know and kind of like a mediator and there was I had a lot of like just serious serious fears and a lot of that was surrounding our relationship and like he said it is so helpful to have somebody who's just like um, has a solid foundation and they're like very, very clear-minded because for me, again, I went to this place of like, oh my gosh, like we, we made it through that, but what if we don't make it through a second time, you know, like just, just fear. And I worried about his experience and I wanted him to have a beautiful experience and all of these things that we had to process. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that time. I feel like that was pretty much it. I mean, maybe, maybe you have a different perspective, Jamie. Uh, no, actually, I, I remember those visits and I remember them being therapy for both of us. <laughs> um, it's one of the great hallmarks that I do. Like, I love house calls and I love being able to spend time with people because there's growth that happens in both directions. Um, it's one of the great gifts of being able to spend intimate time with a variety of people and a variety of backgrounds. It really just opens my mind more and more. And so, um, and it, and a lot of conversation in our lives is sort of superficial. So 
Um, especially when it comes to like, if you're running a business or if you're just trying to like get through your day or go to the grocery store, Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Okay. Goodbye. So it was really, I do really value those deep conversations. And again, I, I look to the way the two of you operate as really inspirational. Um, and so I would always appreciate hearing how you guys would like work through your processes because that only informs me to help hold space or give ideas for the next family that that I work with so um no it was really great very and and I didn't get to experience prenatal visits with you prior um and I think too it really you were so passionate and are still so passionate about this experience and you were coming you were building on that and that was it was beautiful to witness yeah because i think you know going into it the first time it's like okay yeah i'm obsessed with this and i believe in all these things and i want to share about it but like i've never done it before so like there is that thing of like well what if it doesn't go well you know like who are you to say you've never really done it so now I've done it. Right. So I do remember that, that like, I felt very, you know, um, solid in my convictions about it. But, um, I think when I look back or watch videos of, of that day, when she was coming, I remember a time when you came into my room <clears throat> and you looked at me and you were just like, I know how bad you want to be on the other side of this. And it was so true because I was, I was, only going off of my first experience and it was so intense and powerful and challenging like I said so I'm just like oh my gosh that's what lies ahead you know like I just want to get this over with so badly and um I just recently shared that um there was a time that day when I was sitting on the the birth ball and Brad was in front of me on the couch and I told him again, like it's one of those things where if you had been watching me, like everything seemed totally fine, right? Like I'm handling each contraction with like, you know, just I'm quiet. My face is peaceful and, you know, not scrunched up or anything. Like it's all seemingly fine. But in my head, I was going there. I was going to like, oh, this is hard and I'm not doing a good job and whatever. And so I shared with him, I said, I just don't <clears throat> feel like I'm I'm doing a good job. I'm, I had this fear of like, I'm already starting off not great. And it's only going to go spiral down that, that path of like not handling this well again. And again, another incredible speech ensued where he told me that like, he's like, you know, this is something I love about Brad too. Like he said, is he, he does have really hard conversations with me. And this is not a testament to one of those necessarily, because a lot of times there are a lot more um, firm than this. And sometimes I end up feeling like, God, you're just a friggin' jerk, you know, but then I come to, and I'm like, he's so right. And it's really helpful. Um, cause I don't need just like a sounding board. I really need someone to like snap me out of it. So anyways, in that moment, he said to me, he's like, you know, you don't have this look on your face. Like you've been here before. He's like, when you walk into a restaurant that you're familiar with, you walk in confidently and you stand tall and you go exactly where you need to go. You don't look around sheepishly and, you know, kind of like navigate it with trepidation. It's like you might even be dressed well and you walk in there tall and confident. And you've done this before. You've been here before and you've accomplished this before and you need to look that way. And just hearing him say that, like totally shifted my demeanor, like my body language changed, my face changed. And I was like, you know what? 
yeah, like I, you're right. You know, like I have been here and I have done this and it is hard, but so am I, I'm powerful and I'm capable of this, you know? And, um, what else did he say to me in that moment? Oh, he said like in so many words that I needed to like pound my chest that whenever I felt those really, really strong surges come over me to like pound my chest and, and ask for more and just to tell myself that I can take it, but not only can I take it, but I can take even more than that. And I, I totally ran with that. Like from that moment on, it was like game on, you know, like I was so empowered. I was like, this is not only can I handle this, but this is me. So obviously I can handle this. This power is coming from within me and I'm going to navigate it in such a way. And so that really changed everything that like got me off to the right start. And then the next thing that happened that was really transformative was you, Jamie, you told me to feel inside and you had told me this too, with my first birth. And I was like, Oh, hell no. Like I'm not touching down there. I don't want to know. Like I want to break my head off into like a separate being and like remove myself from my body. But here again, you were telling me like, you should feel inside. And I, I remember giving you this big wide-eyed look like, no way. And you're like, you know, it's up to you, but I would recommend it. And so I very, very hesitantly did it. And again, my eyes went crazy wide because I felt ahead. I'll never literally on the tips of my fingers, I'll never forget that feeling of that squishy sack. Like, you know, those balls that you would play with when you're a kid and they have like that, it's not water in there. It's like a thicker kind of gush and you can squeeze it like a stress ball. It felt like that for like a little bit. And then a little bit underneath that, it was hard and firm and it tripped me out. I was like, that is a baby right there. That's a real baby. Like, that's your baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, I went to this place of like, okay, I've been pregnant all this time. I know there's a baby coming, but I'm not really like thinking of it. But in that moment, it connected me to that baby and that experience. And really, I just became so present and so mindful of what was going on that I became like even more transformed and evolved in involved in the experience because I was like there's a real baby right there and she needs me and I'm her mother and before with Waylon I wasn't a mom yet right like so when he came out and he was crying and I was like what do I do it was like I didn't I wasn't a mom yet I felt like but with having had a toddler and you know having had the you know a couple years leading up to that and then being in this moment and feeling that baby's head I was like this is my baby and like as much as this is difficult for me, imagine what she's going through. And I just totally went to a different place. And from that moment on, I was absolutely in charge of my birth. Whereas the first experience, I felt like it was taking me on a wild ride. And I was just like a passenger. And I was like going through the galaxy of like craziness. This time it was like, just, we need to get this job done and I'm going to do it really well. And I'm going to do it for the sake of my baby. And she's going to feel safe because I'm going to project that onto her. It was like so empowering. And so I did that. I just kept like feeling inside the whole time and I can feel exactly where she was at. And I worked with my body to like, make sure that, you know, every surge was productive and I could feel her coming down more and I could feel myself opening more. And it was just like, I was so in my body. It was so such a different experience. And 
And while I cherish like how psychedelic that first experience was, this one was different. This one was just like, okay, this is what's on the to-do list today. We got to get this baby out of my body. Then later on, we're going to do this. <laughs> like, I just was working her out of me, you know? And, um, and again, it probably looked a lot like Waylon's birth where I was very relaxed looking and I was, you know, like intense and I was, I was doing it, but it wasn't like crazy or like, um, um, what would be the word? Like, I don't know. It just was calm. You know, it was calm and yeah. And like, we were in the bathtub and this time it was a water birth and you stayed in the bathtub, I think the whole time too. It was so quick. It was like two hours from the moment he told me to pound my chest to the moment she was out. It was like two hours, you know, and I just guided her out of me. And, um, I remember, you know, like in between surges, just being able to like be present and just talk to you guys or kind of like come back to myself. And it was just a job that needed to get done. Like, I don't know, it was just such a different experience. And so I like pulled her out of me. And I remember looking at you, Jamie, and I've seen, I've watched this video, Brad had his phone propped up. So I have this like very raw video of it. And I'm asking you like, if it's okay, like, can I guide her out of my body? Like, can I like pull her a little and you're telling me and I pull her out and I ask if it's okay. And it's all calm, totally calm, but I I'm keep looking to you for reassurance, you know, like I've done in every other moment and experience beforehand. And, um, and then we just had this, we just had this very connective experience afterwards, holding her in the bath and, um, just bonding with her and she nursed right away. Right. And that was my biggest fear. Cause like literally the, my breastfeeding experience the first time around was more challenging 10 times over than the birth it's, itself. So my biggest fear really was the breastfeeding experience. And she came out and she latched right away and she pretty much never wanted to get off. And it was like totally perfect. And from that moment on, I just like followed my body and my baby's lead. And I had no, I had no, um, like expectations of anything. I had no plans. I was not rigid with the schedule, like literally just letting the whole process be led naturally. And it was so beautiful. And I don't mean to like wrap it up in such a nutshell, but like literally her whole postpartum experience. And even to this day is just like, so amazing, just, just totally easy and beautiful and natural, you know? And so I just, I felt so redeemed by her. And oh, another thing, you know, I guess that I totally overlooked is my, my fear of having a girl, right? Like leading up to this birth, I was so, I can't believe I'm forgetting about this. Cause this was huge. Like I've always wanted all boys. Um, I just love little boys. I have four older brothers and, you know, I just grew up that way, but I, I also just love the way they are. Like, like, I love how Brad is. He's just easygoing and, you know, I love how wild and crazy they can be, but for deeper reasons too, I just really wanted to avoid having a daughter and there was so much there. And when I found out she was a girl, I was devastated. Like I I have never watched this video of when we found out because I would feel so horrible about it. And I'm only being this like cavalier about it because I know so many women go through this and it's, you know, it's the truth. When we found out, I just bawled and it was the kind of, I'm not a big crier despite what you just witnessed. Um, (laughs) It bawled in such a way where you feel like you can cry for the rest of your life and never stop. Like that deep, like guttural, like just 
totally devastated feeling. And I remember looking over at Brad who also wanted all boys and we were very like hopeful of this. And he was like, oh, great, wonderful. Like, that'll be exciting. And I couldn't contain myself. I was so, so upset. And so that led me down this whole journey, what like six month journey of like coming to terms with it. And, and I did, and I was, there was a lot of healing and a lot of processing that happened there. But anyways, having this beautiful birth and this postpartum experience with her and her just being like such the sweet, happy soul that she is just like her twin, her dad, it was so redemptive and so like transformative for me in so many ways. She totally saved me in so many huge ways. And um, again, that's another thing where you expect and you prepare, you prepare and you hope for things to go one way and it goes totally the different way. And turns out it's like exactly what's meant for you, you know? So it's been a huge lesson to me to not like, to not hold on to things so tightly and expect things or put expectations on things because really like the way things unfold, if you just let them is so purposeful. So yeah, that's kind of for me in a nutshell, my second experience. I don't know if you want to share your, your take on it. Is that, you guys want to hear my side? I mean, of course, of course. Have anything to offer compared to that? You know, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a an interesting thing you know in the Bradley course they they say you're you're the birth coach as the the husband or the partner you're just you're the you're the birth coach and it's like really that's like a heavy overstatement like especially like when there's you know these women that have delivered like dozens or hundreds of babies like so it's like yeah I mean you know what role do I fill it's like you're in that situation like what do I do with my hands and it's like so you know really what you know what I felt was best for me you know be where she needed me to be just be you know which was close to her this time in the first birth it wasn't she didn't like even want to see me like really I was like just stand out stand outside of my my view kind of thing and then in the second one, uh, I was holding her up while she delivered the baby. And so, you know, I kind of just wanted to be fluid. And that's kind of how I, I always am in life is, is never being too rigid in anything and just always being not just showing up prepared and being like, I'm, I'm here if you need me, but, but being proactive and, and seeing. So I kind of saw myself more as like, uh, an advocate, like somebody in her corner. Um, and, and when she came back, you know, when she came to me, I, I had something for her. I, I didn't want her to come back and be like, I just feel this way and be like, oh, I've been, you know, scrolling social media on my phone. I am not really sure what's going on. Like, how do you feel? Like, let's talk about it. It's like, I wanted to be prepared when she was ready and was there. And so I, I just made sure I stayed interested throughout the process. And, um, you know, there was probably plenty of times where I saw things where she was deviating from her plan or allowing her posture, mental posture or physical posture to go into a place that probably wasn't beneficial. But, um, you know, that, that kind of thing is constructive, just as constructive as, uh, you know, doing everything right could be you know it's it's very constructive to figure out what doesn't work and so 
um, allowing her to have the difficulty and then just being prepared for, for her to ask for help if she needed it was, I think, really all I could do throughout that whole process. It was, it felt like a very easy birth. I mean, it wasn't early in the morning. It didn't go late at night. We got to bed at a decent time. Like, it was like, you know, again, like, I feel like terrible. Like, I've had nothing but great experiences both time. Like, you know, um, but I think the the second birth, we appreciate greatly because the first birth was so difficult. Um, and because there was that, um, I hesitate to call it difficult, but it, it was a, a very trying time for Jess physically and mentally. And then for us in our relationship as well, that this time around, it's almost like, you know, you just have so much gratitude for it because of that difficult first one. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's kind of par for the course with everything that you do in your life is the first time you really do anything, you're almost never good at it. It doesn't mean you give up, you, you just kind of look back and appreciate it, you know, and, and for not to be diminutive, but like, this is somebody's life work life's work you know giving birth to these children that is sort of a, a peak moment in in their life and and it should be regarded as such and it should be um allowed to have the full full formation to occur from that you know allow allow all the changes to to occur and and if you put yourself too much into the situation as as the man as the outsider i think that it, it you're stunting that growth you you know you're trying to you know you're not allowing the artist to create um and so really for me i felt like i just was there and and that's all i think that you should do and really can do i think unless you're a male midwife like you probably don't have a lot of lot to offer thanks for speaking to how you supported her through the labor because that's something we're often uh, trying to figure out with dads or they ask right what do I do or um right it's their first time or maybe it's just the first time at home or the first time unmedicated where you know they might have just gotten pushed out of the way in previous births but now it's like no we're at home you get to be front and center with your woman if that's what she wants from you <laughs> um it's much more involved so Thanks for sharing what worked for you guys and how you were just present and you were just there for her to, you know, uplift and help carry through. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, to add on to that, it would be really important to know her goals, know her her desired approach, you know, the, the, the path that she wants to take. Um, and you may need to nudge her back to that occasionally. So if you don't know those things, you're two lost people at that point. So you you do have to have some level of, of knowledge and involvement, um, but it's more of a prep preparation than than an active thing. And um, so it's, I hate to say, say it's a coach, but like you are kind of there, you know, for advice and mentorship or whatever it is. And you're the person who has the most clear head and knows the plan intimately. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with that. And I think that the having the mental capacity, right, like you said, sometimes the knowing what the goals are, and some of those are mental, right? Like keep me 
try to help keep me in a good headspace, you know, try instead of letting me go down the like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Or even if I dabble there, like, okay, I can dabble, but then please let also bring me back to like what that is, that that's that power. And that's, I can look at it in two different lenses and what do I choose? And that is actually that post that you just um, shared, Jess, about like, how do you choose to look at something, right? And because the mental space is, ultimately the driving force of of how you know and even the overcoming or like the hindsight of your first experience and then how that propelled you into this next experience and then into this third pregnancy right like these are just building on each other and and your relationship growth and your abilities to um to communicate openly and honestly to bring you to this next experience um that's all about you guys. I mean, it's always all about you guys, but but you have really done a great job. Um, I would say taking your two experiences that you've had and sharing with other families and integrating, you know, and then finding out this next this next pregnancy, navigating this next pregnancy and and this next baby. And and I know that um we want to consider maybe inviting you back after this next birth um, because it, it's yet again another it's a different experience I don't know if you want to like give a little teaser as I have just sort of done or give a little more info or if you want to save it for another time um, it's totally up to you but I'm I'm just so thrilled at this point even with all that you guys have shared and the ways that you have moved, you know, you really, you're growing as a family, you're growing as a couple, you're growing with, with love and compassion for yourselves and for each other. And that's also translated largely in how you're raising your babies. You know, you guys being good to yourself and being kind to yourself has offered an opportunity for how to um, offer that for your children as well. And so, um, if you want to speak to any of that yeah because <laughs> i know we can talk for hours too so <laughs> we want to be mindful of your space and time. yeah i'll keep it shorter and i would love to come back on and share after our experience you know which could be any day now probably in the next couple of weeks though but um you know that's another thing that i always think about that you said to me is that um our children are our greatest teachers and so yeah as much as like we're imparting this you know, knowledge and these lessons on them. It's like, we learn from them all the time. Um, and so, yeah, that was something going into the second pregnancy. I was like, this is going to be scary. Like, how do we have another one? Like, you know, you think of all the like different um, the dynamics of it and stuff and, and it just worked out and it was so, like I said, redemptive and beautiful and easy. And so now when we got pregnant with our third unexpectedly, because we totally, you know, prepared and planned for the first two, we were kind of just like, yeah, all right. Like, I guess, I guess another one's coming, you know? And it was just kind of like, as much as people want to say like, oh, well, there's one for each of you. And now there's gonna be a third and you can get into all the logistics of that. It's like, you know, but I just trust, I trust so much. I always have from the beginning, I've trusted the process, even um, through doubts and fears, but now like we're really, we're seasoned now, you know, and it feels good just going into it, feeling like we got this, but I will say that, um, since we moved from Hawaii and we're physically, you know, 
distant from you and you were going through your own pregnancy. I really, and obviously I like very much cherish my experiences with you and you as a person yourself. I really went through this mental journey again of like, okay, now we're here. And yes, Jamie says she can come and that's totally fine. But like, what, what does this have for me? Like, what does this circumstance have in store for me? You know? And I started to kind of mentally um, explore that. And I, I, there's so many things, but mostly it was like, number one, I really don't want to have somebody else in this space. Who's never going to compare to Jamie for me. And I also don't want to have to compare somebody because somebody else can be beautiful in their own way, but like, and they don't deserve to be compared to. Right. Um, but also I reflect back on my experiences and who I am as a person, as the youngest child, and just the way that I've navigated my life in the way that I always sort of look to somebody else for some reassurance and some some guidance. And while that's totally not a problem and we're meant to be there for other people, for me, it's a little bit bigger and, and there's like a deeper feeling about that, that I really want to like, you know, I just think about my experiences and anytime I think about looking to you in my, in my birth experiences and asking if it's okay or asking, should I do this or that? It's like, I knew. I knew what I needed to do, but for some reason I just, which again, is not a problem. And I'm so thankful that you were there to support, but it's like, why do I do that? You know, like, why do I doubt myself and seek outside confirmation? And I just had to kind of explore that. It's something I've always kind of wanted to like overcome as a person and just really, really tap into like my intuition and my inner knowing even if it's like a business decision or whatever it's like why do I doubt myself posting something on social media like I just not to say that this birth is going to solve all my problems right but I just kind of started to feel like man I wonder what would happen if I really just only had myself to rely on and granted Brad would be there and obviously he's a huge um, component to that but like internally you know like what if it was just me and so that's kind of where my interest in free birthing for this third birth came into play. And I've gone down that, you know, journey of coming to this point where that's, that is my choice. That is what I'm going to do. And I've gained so much knowledge and power in that decision. Um, that is just only added on to all of the education that I've, you know, provided myself with up until this point. And so I'm just so excited mostly for, um, you know, learning about like the hormonal blueprint of birth and like how, how intricate and purposeful and like just precise it is. I'm just, I'm really excited for a very like, um, connected experience. And I mean, I don't want to like go too far into this if I'm going to come back on, but you know, the concern with Brad, um, you know, this time around, while there hasn't been much in the in the um, other experiences that he said, you know, I'll support you. And then I'm good with that. But the only thing is like, I think you're forgetting how much they've done for you in these experiences afterwards, like literally like cleaning up or facilitating placenta or like in that way, like literally how much they've done for you. That was a big conversation for us in the beginning. And I'm like, I, I know what you're saying. Like I have had very luxurious experiences, right? Like we've had conversations postpartum where you're like, this is the power move, like to stay in for 30 plus days and like, just lie in and be cared for. Like, that's the power move. Like I'm totally aware of that. I've had incredibly 
blessed experiences. And I told him, I, I don't mean to discount that at all, but that kind of is also my point. I kind of want to go at it a little bit more raw and like, know that I don't need everything to be so perfect. That was another like deep metaphor behind like how I'm going to navigate this is like, what if I had this experience where I reminded myself that it's not all about like the fluff and the extra and the luxury and like that there can be so much beauty in it being raw and challenging too. And like, I don't know, I just kind of went down this mental like exploration of what would happen if it wasn't as like so well conducted, you know, and it was just totally primal and and raw. And I kind of was just so interested in that. So that was a big point of conversation. And he also said, you know, like, imagine if something did go wrong and you needed to transfer, which, you know, most times a transfer doesn't necessarily mean like an emergency. It's just a transfer. He's like, that would change your whole experience. That would totally affect your entire experience, even if it wasn't a true emergency. And that was real. I had to, I had to really reflect on that too. And so I just dove deeper into my, my learning, you know, and gained even more confidence. And, um, you know, like I said before, Brad's experience is very important to me too. And we also have two other little ones now, which is another two added components to this birth compared to the first. And um, so I had to take that in consideration. And so I just had this realization one day, I was like a postpartum doula, like that, that's obviously the answer. Then they can help us in our home and with our children and with meals. And in this case, I have found one that does photography, you know, which is another thing that I was kind of bummed about not having if I did it completely solo. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where we're at now and how we got here. But um, it, I don't know, I think we're going into it with a lot of confidence and a lot of like, gratitude, like he said, but it is sort of a new experience this time because we're doing it, you know, on our own. It's, it's going to be he and I, and I'm really excited for that. And it's it can be a little intimidating, but that's what I'm here for. Like I, I, I did this for a reason. I told him the other night, I'm like, you know, sometimes I get like a little nervous and I'm like, man, I'm really going to have to like rely on myself and, and all of that. And it's like, but that was my intention. And now my feet are to the fire and, and here we go, you know? So I just have to remind myself of that. And I'll remind you a little more, you know, you shared your story of all the times you hit these walls and we're in a rut and we're down and, you know, maybe someone said something that gave you all this energy to change your perspective and rise and shift and keep going. Um, yes, thank goodness those people were there and they had those words and they clicked for you, but know that that was all you. I mean, I, <laughs> Jamie and I can speak to being in many scenarios of saying words, encouragement, the tricks of rise above and let's go and the words, the animation, and it doesn't work, right? Because it's up to the other person on the other end to actually implement it and be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to embody that. I'm going to speak those words to myself and believe it and own it and do it, right? So it is, it's been you the whole time, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to remind myself of like but in the real hardest way like really I just want to like test myself in that way and I know and I say test but I know it's going to be like okay because I believe in physiological birth but um you know mentally and everything and I just I'm really looking forward to like what this transformation is going to be like one way or another I'm open to it you know 
Yeah, well, we look forward to having you back in due time. I do remember, I don't know how much you meant this in the moment or not, but there was another lady whose due date was around your due date with your second baby, and you guys knew each other, and um, Jamie and I were the birth team for both of those, and you had told the lady, you're like, oh, well, you know, if we happen to birth around the same time, you know, you can just have Jamie, we'll be fine, we'll all just on our own. <laughs> so I've been curious, I was like, I wonder how much she really meant that, or if she was really down for that in that moment and it's just fascinating to see that this is where you guys are now for your third yeah. it's been building yeah how funny thank you for that reminder that's so true and I I don't know I just have felt like like I said there's so many components right and I named a few of like why I've kind of felt compelled to do this but I've also felt like it's the next level for my birthing like <laughs> okay I did that and then I did that and I'm like now I want to do that you know and so yeah, there, there is like just so much trust in the process, but it's also like, a, let's level this up a little bit, you know? <laughs> I don't mean that to say, to sound like risky or or anything, because I know that totally will to most people, but given what I know, um, to me, it's just, it's not, it's not to be taken so lighthearted, but like, it's almost like a game because I'm so trusting of it and it's so um safe I know inherently it's so safe that I just am like yeah let's do it this way let's try it that way you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so true yeah and it's it is I mean yeah leveling up probably is it's the words that come out because it's so obvious but it is I also understand that it's not like it's a game it's like you know you know and actually you you knew last time and you maybe even had that seed planted the first time, right? But but that those roots have gotten deeper and that sprout has gotten sturdier of like this this growth, this journey that you're on, you know? And and I think it's just been that outside validation that you had received previously had had validated your internal knowing. Yes. And so now you are going with that internal knowledge that, and you don't really need that validation. I mean, we all like validation, but you know, you don't necessarily need it anymore. You, yeah, I want to shed that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we totally get it. It's just something different. And you are embracing the opportunity to, yeah, to shed, to grow, to transform, to break some old patterns. And yeah. let yourself be born anew. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Mm -hmm. We see you. We see your team. You guys are amazing. We're so honored to have your time here. And thank you to um, your babies that napped through it all. That, that worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. The ones that us together. <laughs> yep. yep. They brought us together. They sure did. Well, many yeah. blessings on your journeys and we look forward to hearing from you when you're on the other side. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having right. us Thanks on. It was, it was good to Thank see you. you. It, was, it was very nice to be able to share our story. So we appreciate it. Yeah. And at some point, if you did want to um, have folks connect with you, um, maybe in the next one, I kind of, it's up to you if you want to share your information now, but I also know you're about to step into the love bubble. <laughs> so maybe having outside random people connect with you right now isn't the most ideal. Um, 
but you can let me know in privacy and we can list your information in the show notes or, you know, like I said, next time when you guys um, visit with us again, it might be a more appropriate time. So you can, uh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but uh, just, just putting it out there um, that if you want to interact or if you want to share, if you want to help mentor other folks into the, these spaces, um, of course, we love the community and um but we also really respect where you're at right now which is a very tender sweet sweet place <laughs> yeah i think we're both open to it i mean if anything i would just put my page on private but i i've come to like really acknowledge the the beauty and the blessings in our life and how much that can help other people um so i i've recently just decided to like open up and share more um, I do that on my Instagram mostly, um, Adair underscore Jess, um, and then Brad's is um, six, the, the letter, or the number six figure stay at home dad on Instagram too. Awesome. Yeah, because you guys, I know that Brad does some great mentorship as well, and you guys are really successful in many places in your life, not just your relationship and your family, yeah. but um, you've done some really incredible things in your years together and that's it's very awesome to see what you guys do and if anybody does reach out to them and they don't respond you'll know why (laughs) thank you guys well we love you love you too and and i i uh i look forward to hearing your story (laughs) send you a candle emoji like you sent your friend when it's going down all right that sounds beautiful that sounds beautiful all right bye guys